What is good, America? Welcome back to another episode here on What's the Word Entertainment. Of course, I'm one half of your host, Sherm. Got my partner in crime, old bed with me as always. What's going on with you, homie? How's everything? How goes it, sir? I'm well, I'm well. Alive. Took another breath. That's all I can ask for. How you doing? <laughs> you know, man, like I said, I, like I always say, I'm out here chilling, you know, doing what I can. I, I do what I can. I'm only one man. You know what I mean? I'm just happy, happy to be with it, back with it once again, what you hear. Um... Christmas was great on my side. I had a nice little low key time at the crib. I'm hoping oh, yours nice. was, was yours. Yours was good as well too. Fantastic. Passed out most of the time. The holiday eating got to me. <laughs> yeah, man. That's what happens this time of year. I feel like that whole week from Christmas to New Year's that nobody really does anything. Work doesn't get done. 100. Uh, people overeat. You, you kind of just pretty much doing your own thing, chilling, right? And the beauty of it is that everybody's on the same page. I'm not stressing you. <laughs> you're not stressing me. We're spending time with our family and we don't even know if it's Tuesday or Wednesday. Yo, facts. Definitely getting days mixed up. Yeah, because everything we were off on Monday because Christmas was on Sunday. Like I lost right. track of time. I was like, wait, what day? Yep. Yeah. I, I hear you, man. Now we're almost at New Year's. It's crazy to think that 2022 is just about over. Um, it's just wild. Another year has gone by. Um, any any big plans for New Year's? I know people. I know back in the day, we used to obviously this is in our in our younger days. Our younger people, days, you know, always going out at you know to the clubs, you know, seeing the ball yeah. drop it out. Especially me being in New York, Times right. Square and all that. Well, I gotta admit, I don't. I never be going to Times Square itself. I would walk past right. Times Square. Right. Just to be, <laughs> to be I've standing. heard the experience is overrated. Yeah. Oh, yeah. To be because think about it, you got to be standing there in the middle of that mosh pit of people in the freezing cold for hours. Right. To be there. Because once you right. once you leave, if you got a good spot, let's say you in the spot in the front, once you leave, you're, you're done. You ain't getting your spot back. That's it. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> can, can you hold this for me? Can you just keep this over yeah, for me? You can't work back. <laughs> yeah, you ain't no backseas out here. You ain't cutting people in line like you in, in the classroom. It's just like, nah, bro. Right. Like, you know, so I mean, but even still, you know, going to the clubs, you know, it was always crazy in New York spending that money just to walk in the door and kind of things right. like that. Right. I don't know, man. I'm, I'm pretty much just gonna be chilling at the crib. Uh, not doing anything wild and crazy, kind of. We meet a couple of folks and relaxing. How about you? I respect it. I respect it. Uh, certainly the same. You know, I had a feeling I just usually stay at home. We make a few cocktails, right? Just just kick it in the house. Uh, right, right. Years of going out for all kinds of crazy DC uh, New Year's Eve events. I think I'm good. You know, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> yeah. I've had I've had my fill. Usually, and I'm you know I'm not been there, to done that, somewhere. right? And they're done that, but not opposed to take it classy if if the, the moment calls for it. Got to be able to switch it up, people. Right. right. I'm always down for a nice little house party. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's the, I feel like that's the way to go. Just chill, have a couple, have some, chill out with some people, have a couple right. drinks. Especially now, food. pandemic. I don't need somebody coughing in my face. You know? <laughs> Yo, facts, right? You know what I mean? Any, I know people always said like these New Year's resolutions that. They either never live, you know, never complete or they forget about, but anything, any just sort of just makes many or many goals or things you're looking to do different or even things you're looking forward to in 2023, Obed? Um, I would say, Sherman, that's a fantastic question and a great way to think about uh, the year coming up. Like what, look at all the possibilities, right? And how do I take advantage of those? Um, mm-hmm. I'm excited to continue building, uh, out some projects that I have regarding me doing like a little career switch, you know, kind of want to work on stuff that excites me and focus my time there. Cause it always feels like now, you know, I don't, like you said, I don't need to go out Been there, done that, right. not do what makes me happy, you know, for so sure, trying to, for sure. trying to align my life more to those things and take more time off. Got yeah. you. Got you. How about sense. yourself? You know, I really want to get 
more, uh, how I say, financial savvy. Now, I've always, you know, being a financial background with work and things like that, but just personally, you know, I want to just do more things as far. Obviously, you know, you can just put, save and put money in your bank account and things like that, but right, I want right. to do some more investing and things like that and okay. kind of growing my own personal portfolio, if you will. Yeah. Hopefully one day, you know, have multiple different properties, things like that. So that's what I'm really looking forward to looking. That's my quote of short-term goal, if you will, for 2023 is really just kind of growing my financial landscape, if you will, uh, a little bit further and just, just venturing to different things, just learning more about it. Cause I, you know, I'm not, I'm not big on the whole stock market and things like that. Right, as far right, as, right. You know, my head, like I obviously yeah. I love it, but you know, right, 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 I want right. to just do my homework and get to get, obtain that knowledge and, you know, and hopefully put myself in a better position to do bigger, better things, you know, as uh, yeah, as years go on. So that's what I'm, great, that's great what I'm really going to focus on. Yep. That's yep. a great, great thing to focus on. Absolutely, man. I, especially now, I feel like that's kind of the game after a while. It's like, all right, well, I've, I know how to work and make it. Let's see if I can like make so much of it that I'm in control, you know, get that, get an understanding of those financial things that like, honestly, is like jargon to me sometimes, right? And you learn yeah. something new and you never put it into motion. So like, that'd be really right. cool. Excited right. to see how that turns out for you. Yeah, appreciate it. Yeah, man. But uh, yeah, we can get into our usual sports talk now. Um, one thing that I know we wanted to bring up, Obed, and especially you being a uh, big soccer and international rules football fan, um, the great Pele from of Brazil, yeah. probably the king of football uh, internationally, uh, passed yeah. away at the age of 82 this past week. Obviously, Pele's, you know, even for non-big soccer fans like myself, uh, right. obviously, we I know who Pele was, a winner of, what, three World Cups, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. Um, he tramperously pretty much was known all throughout the world. Yeah. Um, one of the probably uh, the greatest player, players of all time, one of the greatest right. athletes of all time. Right. Um, just your thoughts really, Obed, um, on his, you know, let me discuss a little bit of his legacy or his impact on, on the game. Yeah, no, I mean, uh, Pele, you know, first off, rest in peace, fantastic life, yes, yes. Uh, you know, very um, committed individual who, who took Brazil to, you know, superstar status. There's uh, a guy at nine years old who told his father that he was going to win a World Cup and then did it eight years later. You know, uh, it's it's wild uh, what a 17 year old person who's committed can accomplish. Um, but, you know, he's just your, he was your favorite player's favorite player, right? A lot of the, you'll see these cut-ups and people are like, oh, this is Johan Cruyff's move, who used to play for the Netherlands uh, in Barcelona, one of the greatest players in the world. Uh, this is Cristiano Ronaldo's move, a Portuguese player, uh, played for uh, all kinds of big clubs, Real Madrid, very good player. You can go back and see Pele's videos in black and white of him doing these moves as a child out there playing amongst men, right? Like, uh, crazy. <laughs> Very crazy. I mean, it's just very, very gifted, talented, uh, humble person. Uh, you know, they come from very poor places, a lot of these players, but, you know, his reach, impact and desire to further himself and, and the sport and other people he loved uh, was unmatched. I mean, he uh, was very much a champion for dark skinned Brazilians in that when you think of there is lightism there's there's colorism uh in in a lot of countries uh southeast asia is very familiar with this a lot of the skin bleaching items that go on but this happens very much so in brazil you know where 
you think of Ronaldo, you think of Kaká, you know, uh, you think of Casemiro, but you don't often think of some of the best talents and most talented players were the more dark-skinned players, right? And that was one thing that Pele kind of gave as a champion for those people from the same area who felt like they were disenfranchised because they weren't this model of appearance, right? And uh, Pele was never afraid to to go to those stereotypes, challenge those stereotypes. Um, he's also a successful and you were talking about financials, so I think you think this is uh, interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is an accomplished recording artist, and he was a really? guitarist. He has like two like huge hits in Brazil that he wrote. And so when he made a move to go to the New York Cosmos when they had like a United States uh, Football League, mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> he did not show up to the press conference to sign for the contract because he was late because he was holed up in his hotel with his lawyers because they found a snag because a lot of international football players are savvy quote unquote with their money they don't (laughs) like to be listed as certain things the contract said he would be listed as a professional football player if he was listed as a professional football player he would have had to pay a ton of taxes to this country of brazil Mm -hmm. so they had pele sign with the this the new york cosmos as a recording artist (laughs) Hmm. okay (laughs) so that he would (laughs) remain outside of a certain tax status in brazil and protect yeah very interesting very crazy so so yes so you know and this is he's probably in his i think he was like in his 30s at the time uh so so, you know 50 almost 50 years ago yeah right so to to think as you get older the savvy for those financial things are there and Mm -hmm, this -hmm. guy had the right people around him he played the game the right way i mean he gave us the idea of Joga Bonita, which is to play beautiful, you know, the beautiful game that these people play, the way the Brazilian has the flair, the style, he had all of those moves. Mm-hmm. Uh, it wasn't a place he couldn't touch in the world that people didn't know who he was. Uh, he will be missed. Very, very nice. Very well said, Obed. Yeah, that's, like I said, you know, obviously a well-known athlete from all around the world, um, of course. But, uh, yeah, as you said before, may, may he rest in peace. Uh, let's keep it going, Obed. Let's get on to a little bit of NBA Um I don't know if you saw this game the other night, um, but Luka Doncic, point guard for the Dallas Mavericks, went off, dude, against the New York Knicks. I think the first of all, the Mavericks were down like nine. Yeah, I think it was nine, but like 26 seconds left. Got the, the Mavs got the game to overtime. But the, the biggest thing about the game, Luka was the first player in, in NBA history to drop 60 at least 60, 20, and 10 in the triple-double. He actually dropped 60 points, 21 rebounds, and 10 assists. This dude is on another level. I can honestly see he's probably he, – he may end up being better than Dirk Nowitzki. They may be – I know, and they actually just recently unveiled the statue of, of Nowitzki at the arena in Dallas. Well, that's awesome. could, if he keeps doing what he's doing, we could see a Luka statue one day out there in front of the Mavericks arena. I mean – completely agree with you. This kid is special, dude. I mean, it's just, and he's only, dude, he's only 23 years old. Right. That's the thing. You know he got like 10 years of basketball, maybe more left in him. <laughs> oh, for sure. More, you know, more, for yeah. sure. Maybe probably even 15 years if he's lucky, you know. You know, if but he gets the goes that way, yeah, takes care of himself. He's having amazing. He's 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 averaging he's averaging almost 34 points a game. Uh, he's second in the league with that, almost and almost not and almost nine rebounds a game, uh, and including almost nine assists as well too. I think this he is possible. He can. I feel like Luka Doncic can win multiple MVPs yeah. in, in, in his career. Do you think so? 
Absolutely. I mean, we're at the point now where we have certain players who are already winning multiple MVPs, right? You know, so it's, <laughs> I think we're hitting a confluence in NBA that in NBA, uh, in the NBA, excuse me, um, where the talent level is so high for new athletes and the rules are so draconian that individuals who are very talented are coming out and making it look like child's play. They chastise <laughs> this man for saying it was easier to score in the NBA than it was in international basketball. Right. I did see they that. They clowned yeah. him. They chastised him. Refs wouldn't give him calls. They were telling him to stop being a baby. He just dropped 60, 21 and 10 in a random game in, in not an influential time of the season, but people's mm. eyes are on you during this right. time of the year. Right. Right, um, right. And so, you know, I've told, I've often said that basketball needs to change because they made it too easy. They wanted scoring. They wanted points. We've talked about this last show, I think, where yeah, a couple, lo- couple shows ago, where yeah. these losing teams, losing games are scoring over 100 points in a game, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. That used to never happen, you know? And so now I appreciate when I say those things about this sport and I'm, I'm chastised because Luca proves it every day. It's easy. They need to extend the three-point line. They need to change. They need to add back hand-checking. Uh, they probably need to remove uh, defensive five second or whatever that rule is, where you can't be in the paint uh, for a certain amount of time, you know, and, and yeah, three second, three second rule in the paint. Three second yeah. rule. Um, and, you know, fundamentally change the game to the fact that these people are coming in and they play really, really well. They figured out what the NBA was. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, it's, you know, it's this, I'm, you know, I, I actually agree with you on this. And then just one more thing on Luca, you know, he, he dropped another triple double last night <laughs> against Houston. Again, like, <laughs> Thir- 33 30, 35 12 and 13 <laughs> oh, man, just... but but yeah dude the nba is not i think we've touched on this a couple of times the nba is not what it once was especially in the yeah. in the 80s and 90s you know yeah. people were getting clotheslined right right and you know what i mean and they were just getting personal fouls not even a flagrant <laughs> not even <laughs> you know? a flagrant not even a flagrant like listen you know he should have done that we know why he did it but he shouldn't have done that like yeah, what yeah, yeah. <laughs> like oh it's okay. It's okay. You can do it until next look, time. You used to look like WWF out there. I'm not going to lie. Right? I don't want that. These guys are playing a hard one. I don't want that. But you <laughs> should at least be able to make contact. The guys are walking. Guys are literally Dude, what traveling is the, every single this play. Euro gather the, step. No, 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 no. Nonsense. The Euro step, the Euro step was it. The Euro step was the, that was supposed to be the end because uh, you only get two steps. Right. So the Euro step is two steps. It is a move to your plant foot then to your off foot and then you shoot right mm-hmm. right okay now they have the gather so people are taking their their the first step then they're taking their off their plant uh moving their plant foot and then moving to their the one drop foot and then there's another you can make another move like I, dude i don't get it what but, like but, i don't understand and again, and again but and that is that's lebron's secret sauce that's his butter that he'd been doing forever right like mm-hmm. so okay so did you he's not, the he's, game he's not the play? only one, dude. He's, he's not, not the only the... one, but he's he mastered it to a point that he's puts on a nightly show with moves that, like, I think with her the '90s refereeing, uh-huh. what, like, what are you doing? So putting your hand <laughs> underneath the ball, dudes put their hand under the ball. That's a trap. Car- it's a carry, like, dude. Carry, John, yeah, John, I see John. Mar- I see John Morant doing that all the time, dude. He's carrying him, like, right? I don't get it, man. And Yo. they don't care. They care about money and points. That's what it's mm-hmm. unwatchable. It's unwatchable. I'm not. I don't circle events from the NBA on my calendar and say, man, I gotta watch this. I'm good. 
all yeah. over the stat line. Because it's, at this point, like, what am I watching? Y'all are just it's a one. It's, it's, it's a one. Really? Yo. Like, you know what I mean? Speaking We're gonna of watch a- skip to my little and pop the ball Ooh, and then dunk and be like, that's not a walk. <laughs> Yo, I will say, did you see? I don't know if it just as you mentioned, and one they did ESPN 30 for 30 did a special on the and one mixtape tours. If you that. haven't seen it, folks, go check that out. Yo, the professor, yeah, yo, <laughs> half man, half amazing. Yo, Escalade, oh right? Spider, yo, Spider, yo, oh yo, God, I'm telling you, AO, he was nice too. Uh, yeah, de- definitely check that out when you can. But yo, it's crazy, but it was as you were talking about, you know almost like WWF and, you know, people getting beat up and things like that. Right. Did you see there was another f- almost brawl in Detroit? <laughs> there it's, was. There. It's funny because I think it was a couple of weeks ago you had said, we need another another Malice in the Malice Palace, in the palace. Too. And we, I was like, and we got I was like the, oh, come on. We got the Malice in the Palace light, I think is <laughs> yeah, what we had. Yeah, we had. This is the there diet a, version. <laughs> there, was a, uh, there was a bump. There was an elbow. There was look like it looked like a, t- a dive. It looked dude acted like he was knocked out cold. Okay, I don't necessarily <laughs> think that's what happened. Yeah, you know? I think it was, um, this was the game the other night with with um Orlando and Detroit. Uh, Moritz Wagner and a couple of the guy uh, from Orlando and a couple of the guys from Detroit, including Killing uh, Killian Hayes, kind of got into it. It was kind of going for the ball out of bounds, and then the Detroit player kind of elbowed him in the back of the head. And yeah. It almost escalated. It's funny because the PA announcer was like, yo, mom, y'all felt he pretty much told the crowd, he was like, yo, don't move or you're going to jail. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like they are prepared for this from years yeah. ago. We, <laughs> from this the- ain't the first time. This ain't the first rodeo <laughs> that we've had here. Okay. For real. For real. I just it's hope a- you don't punch the guy who brought the, the disabled kids. Uh, that That would be good. Get, oh just get the God. right person. <laughs> yeah, for real. I remember that, dude. That was the first mouse bow. That was insane. But yeah. Yeah, I just wanted to mention that quickly. Let's keep it going, Obed. Um, college football, I wanted to ask you, do you think college football has a problem with the whole transfer portal issue? I don't know what your thoughts on that are because we see, we're see we seeing like more and more players continue just transferring. Um, probably the biggest one I've seen in the past couple of weeks was the Clemson quarterback, DJ Ugalele. He's transferring to Oregon State. Uh, I think Wake Forest quarterback, uh, Sam Hartman's going over to Notre Dame. And I'm pretty sure, uh, was it Keaton Slovis, who's now, who was at Pittsburgh, who's, got now, who's now going to BYU, but he was even at USC before he went to Pittsburgh. This will be his third school, right. is transferring again now. I mean, do you see it as a problem, Obed? Are you good with the port, the whole transfer portal? Is it good with people changing schools and to get kind of more playing time? I kind of, I understand it. Hey, first, everyone's allowed to change schools. You, you and I, if we went to college for the first time, we, we, you know, we went to a school, hey, you don't like it, you're allowed to change schools. No problem. I don't right. I, I don't see like a big deal right. with that end, but it's like the, the, the continuous, you, know, you go to one school for you, you play, I, I don't like this program, I'm out, I'm going to go play another school. I, I, I don't know. I, I can see it going both ways, but what, what what's your thought on it? Um, I'm going to say that I, I don't believe in portal hoppers. Um, I think there's got to be some kind of trust out there between you and the school. No, I don't, I don't really care. Honestly, I was just trying to make a homie hopper joke. Um, I don't have a problem with it. If you have years of eligibility left, well, because there's, there's a structure right around the, uh, eligibility framework, 
right? The, the being able to say that I have these years of eligibility left. There was one player who played like eight years of right, college yeah. football because uh, of all the injuries. Injuries, and the red shirts, right, right, right. And right. if he's willing to go back out there and he's willing to take a, and the school's willing to take a chance on them, I don't see why not. Hey, if he got out of school with two, as a double bachelor with an extra associates after eight years, good for him, right? Um, but yeah, if you have eligibility, fine. I think really, you know, it's hard to talk about the transfer portal without talking about the actual elephant in the room. And uh, for me, the way that I look at it, I find it, the NIL is groundbreaking, right? You had to bring the payments of athletes out into the open because <laughs> frankly, there, it, for me to, when they, when they brought out NIL, it, it signaled to me that all this money that is being made is mm. just everywhere that they can't hide it anymore and they can't oh, yeah, really dude. make an excuse for why the kids don't have any so you have to let them make some money right so the ncaa was making hand over fist bro right. these schools are bringing in so much money off money right. off these kids right that there's no reason that the kids shouldn't actually you telling me that auburn paid uh uh cam newton two hundred eighty thousand dollars to come there and be quarterback they didn't pay enough jj <laughs> uh, uh uh what's it called um uh, Reggie Bush got paid in a house and like half a million Sam's, dollars. You, yeah, yeah. you didn't pay enough. You didn't pay enough because no. they're worth more than that. You know they're worth more. Than Reggie that. for sure. Reggie was Reggie Bush will go down one of the greatest college football players of all time. One hundred percent. And so and so you know to think about the what these people are making as a pittance, you know, in the NIL. And it, well, I will say, I'm worried that it might hurt small market teams, mm -hmm. uh, non-major market Schools. teams. But, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. DeColdis Crawford signed a contract with an HVAC company in Nebraska. So there's money out there if somebody wants to uh, to market because, mm -hmm. hey, when you come, when it comes down to it, it's more college fans than there are pro fans, right? And a lot of pro fans already have college True. fans uh, allegiances often, right? So because there's more schools than there are NFL teams. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Right. right. So, right, right. you know, imagine if I can get a HVAC company to market me to its people in its city or its state, because those individuals know who I am very well, because the, our brand of football is really big. I mm. think that's powerful. Um, yeah. yeah. You know, uh, I don't see a problem with kids transferring. I mean, transferring multiple times. I don't know. It's just kind of seems like like I like I just mentioned before with, with Keaton Slovis, like like I said, USC, Pitt, now BYU. It's like, dude, just pick a program. You know, is he just mad because he's losing? Like, I don't get. You know what I mean? That's where right. I'm like, oh, dude. But I it, I don't really see a problem, especially with the NIL now. A lot of some coaches, like I feel like Saban and Jimbo Fisher, kind of been kind of known to be uh butting heads about that topic and mm -hmm. they're all like oh it's bad for the sport and blah 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 i think that's just kind of <laughs> the old guard just kind of popping off at the mouth really what it yeah, is, it's, that, is that, it's like they, they love that slave ship <laughs> you know what i mean just some good old boys kind of just you know rallying around the same rally cry basically rhetoric, was, right. you know rhetoric excuse me you know but uh yeah man i like i said it's it's not that big of a deal uh, it's just, it's just, we're just seeing it more and more. Like, and if if a, if a program is not working out for you, it's not working out. But don't be changing, you know, schools fifteen times. That's all I'm saying. It's just like just pick I one. I understand that. I can understand, especially at, at some of those positions, right? Like, I think a quarterback could get away with that because hell, every team needs a quarterback. They're very hard right, to find. and you can only want to get one quarterback starting at a time. Exactly. So it's a little bit right. different. So I get yeah. it. Yeah, man. But uh, speaking of uh, quarterbacks and things like that, let's move on to the NFL. Um, one of the, probably the biggest matchup of last weekend uh, in Week 16 in the NFL. Bed 
was Dallas and Philadelphia. Um, but, of course, in that game, Philadelphia did not have their starting quarterback, Jalen Hurts. He was out with a shoulder injury. Gardner Minshew got the start for Philly. Was not able to come up with the victory for the Eagles. The Cowboys won that game 40-34. to It came down to the wire. Gardner Minshew did not play terrible. No, um, not at all. His numbers were pretty on par, even with his opposing, the opposing QB, Dak Prescott. He threw for 300-plus yards against a good defense. Mm-hmm. Can I say right? Yeah. I mean, let me ask you this now that the Cowboys won this one, I believe the Eagles won the first matchup earlier in the year. Do you feel the Cowboys are the better team just because they won the, they won this game? No, I mean, it's you, it's hard to ask that question against division rivals, no matter the division, no matter the conference, right? That maybe there are some situations where we can lay like it's pretty obvious that uh, an organization like Jacksonville, who is generally at the bottom of the NFC of the AFC South, is probably the best team in the division right now. You know, um, mm-hmm. they, they say what you will about Tennessee winning the division the multiple times that they have. They just look very weak. Their quarterback is out. Is their, yeah. their star running back is hurt. Yeah. Um, this game, these are two good teams, right? And like, I don't want to say one is better than the other, especially when neither of them, neither had got to play the game with the entire ensemble. That's true. Because when the, when they first played. Dak Prescott was out, so they right. played with Cooper Rush. Right, right. Okay. and it was close then, too. So, mm-hmm. you know, how, again, the, the Eagles won. This game was close, too, but the Eagles lost. It's – it's they are both two good teams. I can't – I'm not going to pick who's better, but they're both two good teams. I think either could win a game and or could lose a game. Because remember, we were talking about Houston. Houston took it to both of these guys. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, so, again, hats off to Houston – these two teams are good, but they can be beat. Yeah. Um, but again, it's different when they're at full strength. Right. Now, I think with I was gonna talk about you, you mentioned about the with the uh Eagles putting up some decent points on a solid on a, decent points on a solid defense in Dallas. Right. I, I almost feel like Dallas's defense it may not be as good as we once thought it was, you know, giving up 34 points to this Eagles squad. Um, you know what I mean? So I'm like, mm. now granted they did score a uh, defensive touchdown. So that you got to take some points off the board for that. Six points off the board for that. Right. But still, or, and even, uh, you know, so I think it was actually, they scored two defensive touchdowns actually. No, just one. Just, just one, just one. Uh, okay. It was hilarious. I, I think uh, Dak was trying to just pop it over the, the line, lineman that was coming at him, but yeah. it wasn't high enough. Um, no, yeah, I, so yeah. I, I see this Sherman in regards to the defense. Did you see Micah Parsons playing on a club and riding the exercise bike when he wasn't in the game? No, I did not. See. Yeah, so he was playing with a club on his left hand. Uh, oh, excuse me, oh. pardon me. This is this is this list past weekend. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if they've been playing with injured players. Guys were like for, having to pick guys up off of the, the ground. Mm-hmm. A lot of injuries mm-hmm. far as the, the last game. So I think maybe that defense is getting a little shakier because they're dealing He's with banged a lot. up. Oh, yeah. Michael Parsons could end could end up being the defensive player of the year, but but, yeah. it, but injuries though. Jalen Hurts didn't play that game. He's probably doubtful for this weekend's game. Right. I'm wondering now. Here's the thing: Philly just has to win. Has just has to win one of these last two games to clinch the NFC East. So right. I think they they've got um, what the New Orleans Saints this weekend, if I'm not mistaken, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and they finish they finish with the Giants. If so let's say he's out for this game. If Gardner Minshew is able to get them a victory in, against New Orleans, 
I think Jalen Hurts should 100% sit for the Giants game. They right. clinched the number. They clinched not only they clinched the NFC East. They clinched the number one seed, I right. believe, with with a win. Right. So so you you so you give them off this week. Give them off. Like I said, if, if they win, you give them off next week. Right. So that's two more weeks, and the, and you'll have the the sole bye bye week. Yeah. So he you gets three so, weeks of rest before he comes back out. Exactly. Yeah. So that's what matters most. I, I mean, I this is yes, yeah. but. If they don't, mm. for some reason, they lose to New Orleans. Should he start against the New York Giants? hundred percent. That's what I was going to say. Yeah, I. I mean, at that point, because you, you need know, to want you want to get the number one seed. You want to get the number one seed, and you can't really take chances. You need that bye week, so you worry about taking lumps and bruises. Try to stay as healthy as possible, and just get that bye, knowing that it's going to be so much more valuable to you later. Right, right, mm. right. Yeah, I think that's what it is. So I for sure Maybe. think. Minshew didn't play poorly. I think he no, should be able I, to get this done. I think he should get the win. I think they should get get you know he should be able to do it. But well, right. obviously we'll see what happens there. Um, another game I wanted to quickly mention was the Cincinnati New England game with your Patriots old bed almost coming up with an upset here. The Bengals put up twenty two points in the first half. It was twenty two nothing as a matter of fact. The score ended up being twenty two to eighteen. Cincinnati. Yeah. What what happened really in the second half? For, for Cincinnati, that was basically the total opposite now, you know, the in the first half from what they had compared to the Patriots because the first half, the Patriots couldn't do a damn thing. Yeah, they're having offensive problems, honestly. New England just doesn't look themselves. And at the end of the day, when you're t- getting your plays from uh, from Matt Patricia, uh, mm-hmm. I think you're just not going to have a very consistent and uh, flowing offense. The continuity is not going to be there. I just don't think that the play calling is at a professional level for the NFL, especially for the Patriots who have pieces in Ramondre Stevenson, who have pieces in Kendrick Bourne and uh, Jacoby Myers um, and players who can at least play. They might not be household names, but those guys are effective. Um, And Mac looked way better working with, uh, with uh, Josh McDaniels than he ever has working with Patricia, but you know, we'll, we'll, We'll leave that as for another conversation. Really, to me, it was a story of the Cincinnati going back to their their what their roots are, which is throwing the ball to Jamar Chase. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, at the end of the day, you good good things going to happen when you throw the ball to Jamar Chase. Now he didn't, you know, explode eight for seventy nine. That's great, but that opens up things for other players like T Higgins, who went eight for one twenty eight and a touchdown. Mm-hmm. Right, he even had a long of thirty nine yards. So mm-hmm. when you start seeing Chase play the way he can pulls coverage opens things up other guys can attack you uh joe burrow can look very good and i'm, I'm glad that you actually mentioned that because burrow threw the ball 52 times obed right yeah and i don't feel like that was necessary why not give it to give the rock to joe mixon more he was averaging over four yards a carry you know yeah, give but... that to him three times you know that's the first down you know why not feed him more often you know he only ran the ball 16 times for 65 yards yeah why not he really only ran the ball for like 15 times for what would be 46 yards. You know what I mean? Like he had one, one long, he had a long 19, of 19 yards, you know, right, off. Right, really the, right, right, right. it's a stout defense in the middle for the Patriots. They've always been good at, a, you know, keeping the runners at bay. Uh, and that just the, the strength of the Patriots defense is in the middle. You got to throw now. You don't like your quarterback throwing 50 passes. A lot of times you throw 50 passes, you lose the game. Unless your name is Tom Brady. <laughs> uh, and so, you know, I, I think that they had to, again, look, they went off as an offense for 375 yards and three touchdowns uh, mm-hmm. through the air. Right. So obviously that that was the game plan is that we're going to attack these guys in the secondary uh, because we know that they're just very stout up front. 
I wanted to get, before we move on to the next thing, I wanted to get your thought on this kind of cloud or rumor, if you will, about your quarterback in Mac Jones. Now, there was a play in this game where I think the deep, where Mac Jones tried to slide it and basically low undercut Eli Apple of the Cincinnati Bengals, um, what he felt was a dirty play in, uh, in Saturday's game. And it seems there, there's kind of almost this tape, if you will, or film on Mac Jones doing similar things. And, and people are starting to ask the question, if Mac Jones is a dirty player or not Obed, what do you, what is your take on that? Obviously being our resident New England Patriots fan, what, what do you, what do you have to say about this uh, little take here? I think that the world just needs to get off of Alan Grayson's back. Um, you know, Grayson Allen. Grayson Allen, Grayson Allen's back. Um, <laughs> just because, you know, it's hard to be a Duke player sometimes. You know what I mean? Everybody hates you for no reason. Um, uh, yeah, no. Uh, you know, as far as the sliding with the spikes up, he's not the first quarterback to slide like that. A lot of guys do. They're trying to protect themselves. Brady used to do it to Ed Reed so that Ed Reed wouldn't try to clean his clock when he's on a slide. Because play, defensive players know they can get an easy shot on you. Whether they get a foul or penalty for it, is, it doesn't matter. It's the fact that they got the shot on you. Um yeah, no, he's just doing things, I would say, the wrong way. I'm not going to call him a dirty player, but this stuff is very, very uh, Grayson Allen-y. It's very Grayson allen <laughs> Yeah, you know? I think uh, Ryan Clark from ESPN even even uh, compared him to Grayson Allen of what he was. At- well, there you go. And I don't often agree with, uh, with uh, Ryan Clark because he's – not as good as he thinks he is. So, yeah. <laughs> um, probably the something else we kind of saw coming, if you will, was when was when the Denver Broncos organization. Um, well, I can say I didn't see this the game, the outcome of the game coming with the, against the Rams, losing them losing the game fifty one to fourteen. The Rams just right. humiliating the Broncos. Right, but it was more so the fact that Broncos fired their first year head coach Nathaniel Hackett pretty much right after the game on Monday after a four and 11 start. Um, this was just not the right move. He didn't know what he was doing. Didn't know how to mold Russ who the Broncos say they do still believe in him. They still, they believe he is fixable. I'm not sure if that's actually holds true or not, but this was just kind of a, you know, it, it was, a, it was, it was like figured that, yay, hack it ain't gonna be around i thought maybe they would probably let him finish out because we had a couple more we got like two more games left now all right mm-hmm. might be might as well just let him finish the year you know what i mean right. but um what's your take on hackett and do you actually think the broncos can be successful with russell wilson uh i think the broncos can be successful with russell wilson this is the same team they scored three touchdowns against the kansas city chiefs before russell went out with a a uh concussion um i just think that they need better coaching better structure uh, and Hackett wasn't it. Hackett was brought in as somebody to help Aaron Rodgers acclimate the offense to whatever Aaron wanted to do so that Aaron could be the head, the uh, quarterback for the Broncos. Aaron decided to re-sign with the Packers. The Broncos went through with continuing to keep Nathaniel Hackett. It was a terrible idea. Um, I think uh, he's great as a coordinator. He just was not ready to be a head coach. Mm-hmm. This, you know, this is on the heels of, the league sending out a memo to all of the teams instructing them to be better be a little more not protective but be a little more thorough in your study for new talent 
going forward because they spent an estimated almost a billion dollars, like $800 million on hires who no longer play or who, mm-hmm. no, who no longer coach. Mm-hmm. So the idea that stop throwing this money around in a way to people who are not ready to play the game and start looking at people who are ready to coach in the NFL and be at the highest level, right? Like, and I don't know what to tell you, the it's a good old boys network that's mm-hmm. gonna make nepotistic calls, right? This is the reason right, why we have right. guys like Jeff Saturday coaching an NFL team right now. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? To, to go from drinking buddy with the owner to being the head coach of the team, that's a real wild move for me. Mm-hmm. But um, tracks, yeah, no, I, I, I echo, yeah. echo your sentiments. Yeah, I mean, I, I still feel like Russ Hat is talented and can still make plays. But the organization was just in dif- dysfunction right now. You got, you think you mentioned to me offline players arguing and fighting on the sidelines. You know, right. Hackett just didn't have control of the locker room. He wasn't that dude that they believed in. Him, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. Compared to a guy like, look at Dan Campbell in Detroit, where even when their lines are losing, those players, you can tell they are all in. They're they're right. buying. They're all in. They're buying right. into what he is putting out there. Right. And it's it was the complete opposite in Broncos country. Um, and no one was riding riding out with him. That's basically <laughs> what it was, you know. So he's he's little little Russ X is riding by himself down the old town road. <laughs> Got him. You know what I'm saying? And it just wasn't working out, man. So yeah, it's what happens. Um, you mentioned Russ getting that concussion a couple of weeks ago. Another quarterback who has concussion once again Dolphins quarterback to attack over they always back in the concussion protocol I think this is like his third time on the season mm-hmm. it's almost it's I feel like you're just endangering the man's life at this point just let him sit out I can't I get it the Dolphins are still in the hunt um for the playoffs they're not obviously Buffalo already clinched the division but they can the Dolphins can still make the playoffs but is it worth risking to his not only future and just as your possible franchise QB, but his health, his life. I don't know. That's, a, that's, that's obviously a tough call, but they're pretty much saying that he's, I don't, not sure if he's going to play this weekend. looks like Teddy Bridgewater may get the start for the dolphins. Yeah. If they, if they lose this game um, for this weekend, uh, I say, you just let it, I say, you just screw it. Let Tua sit the last, the last game. Yeah, I don't think Tua should play the rest of the year. Um, he can't keep slamming his head against the ground, right? How do you control that? Maybe he just mm-hmm. needs some time off to get healthy and his body will be able to absorb those hits again because he's just not absorbing hits anymore. Uh, and in a very high-impact sport, if you can't absorb hits, you cannot play the game. Um, so, you know, I would I would assume that he's not playing again this year. Um because what he, he sat out like three games, I think, mm-hmm. when he had the last concussion. Something like that. You know, so, I mean, I would expect him to ca- sit out that many more, if not more than that amount of games, which, unless these guys go to the Super Bowl, his season's over. Right, right. Yeah. I, I still don't think, like I said, if Bridgewater plays, they lose. This, you know, they go to eight and eight on the year if, if they lose this weekend against uh, who they got, the Patriots this weekend, if yeah. I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yep. Let's say they lose to New England. You know, knowing that New England is eight and eight tied tied with them, um, right. so that like I said, they can still be in it. But you know, it's uh, I don't know, man. You just it's concussions are like I said, an ankle injury, a shoulder injury is one thing, but a concussion that's just not another to play with, man. It's a it's a tough call. Um, another another player who's had multiple injuries throughout his career, but um, probably one of the greatest players you know, this game has seen in quite some time. Cardinals defensive end J.J. Watt announced that this will be his last year in the NFL. He will be retiring at season's end. 
Um, he tweeted out a tweet the other day that it was his last home game. Um, where do you think he ranks defensively? I mean, he's, I feel like he's got to be top 20 all time. I mean, he's a first ballot Hall of Famer, I think. Probably could have won an MVP or two in his career, which he didn't, but I think he's what a three time defensive player of the year. Yeah. Um, sure. I mean, it's just, he's, I, man, I'm, I was trying to think of a list like, all right, who do I got in the just top defensive players? of all time obviously you know lawrence taylor is in there reggie white um primetime sanders ray lewis is up there um you can go back to like dick buckus and those dudes um i mean i feel like but reggie i mean but excuse me, not reggie but jj has to be top 20 maybe even possibly top 15 what do you would you say i would say he's in the top 20 Okay. But then, you know, if you're not in the top five, I don't think you should be a first ballot Hall of Famer. No, you know, yeah, no, I think I don't think he's a first ballot Hall of Famer. Mm. I have while yes, this man score had 69 sacks through four years, which is only is second to only Reggie White having 70 through four years. Mm. Um, I still don't necessarily look at him and think of JJ Watt as like, the difference maker of difference makers because he was there's a lot of times in his career where he was just phased out and we were just like why isn't he getting pressure why didn't they learn how to attack him right when he and I, I again don't want to take away from the fact that he played with other good stars and good players but he was usually the guy who was healthy the most right even with some of the defenses that they had when he was out in houston um i just yeah is he a top 20 player 100 i can see that <laughs> Mm -hmm. yeah, but I think we need to watch out with calling people first ballot hall of famers because it's, there are so many names of guys right now that people are just like, Oh yeah. First, first ballot hall of famer. First ballot I, hall of famer. I think no. JJ, why I don't think it's just with him, with just his abilities on the field. I think his off the field work, his demeanor, his personality, right. Right. the way that you know, everyone says, you know, this is a good dude. I think right. that's what progresses him because you got to admit, there are plenty of people look at look major league baseball. Guys like, you know, I mean, certain guys where, where they're not personal the keeping them out of the hall. Exactly. Right. That's exactly yeah. what I'm saying. But we, so we I, agree that baseball is a very flawed system, a, a, a sport where the some people would say their best player is Babe Ruth and he played against no black talent. Babe Ruth, the, your best player was the fattest guy smoking cigars in the dugout. Mm -hmm. Please calm yourself down. Um, you know, and so like I, 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 yeah, I get that. I completely understand that. I just there are so many other players that, you know, where do I look at uh, defensive ends who didn't often play a uh, hand in the ground on the line versus those who played standing up a lot more versus mm -hmm. those who were just uh, efficient at rushing the passer. Right. You know, like they're just so many different guys. The, who is the guy from out in a, there are two defensive ends at indianapolis when peyton manning was there and i think both those guys are better than jj oh man uh, right you know what i'm talking about oh right man no they never played I on can't. the inside of the line though they put those guys on the outside i think one of them was mathis mathis one one, one guy's name is mathis he was he was you know i i would say that yes jj had a do-it-all mentality uh sacks you know had a few white freeney in his day Dwight Freeney was the other guy. One of them, yeah. One of them, and then yeah, Robert, maybe Roger, Robert, Robert Mathis. Mathis. Okay. Like, I think both of those guys are better than J.J. Watt Ooh. for the kind of defenses that were put around them and how little talent was around them defensively because they spent all their draft picks bringing an offensive lineman, uh, bringing an offensive talent for Peyton, right? 
just as their ability to accrue sacks, disrupt the game, knowing that they were still going to give up a bunch of points on the back end. Right. I, I just, I, I, again, I maybe I may give you Freeney, but I don't think I'd give you Mathis, but JJ, JJ Waters, like I said, three time defensive player of the year. He's only one, he's one of three people to only ever do that with Lawrence Taylor and, and the other one being Aaron Donald. Right. Um, yeah, man, I think his, but, wouldn't it, if, if for not with all the injuries JJ suffered with like the torn pack and things right, like that, right? Would his his stat line would be even greater? And remember, he right. played on bad Houston teams, bro. Right, right. It's a it's a John Randall situation, right? You know, like he played on bad teams. Is a mm-hmm. fantastic player. Does this person deserve? Yeah, fine. It, my my concern is that all of the Hall of Famers that are going in now are mm-hmm. guys that I watched during my years and. I'm sorry. They can't all be, have been the best players of all time. And they all couldn't have done it at, at a first ballot level, right? Like he, yeah, maybe on his third, fourth time he gets in the in the Hall of Fame. I understand that. Like JJ, you whether it. whether if he doesn't get the first time, I think he gets in the second time for sure. I can see that. I, I can, can see that. Yeah. I can see that. I just yeah. we'll we'll see the other names around him, and then that's right. the thing. Right, right. That's right. the thing right. for me. It's like if we have this conversation about where he sits now, wait mm-hmm. until they go and it's the actual ballot of who his contemporaries were and he played around, and you'd be like, we can't let him in this time. We can't let him in this time. Okay, finally the the like Marvin Harrison, which which <laughs> the, dude, it, the thing with To even that was ridiculous too. That was ridiculous. That was ridiculous. You tell me to come on. To use on a Hall of Famer, it's it's ridiculous. The right. fact that yeah. you can only have a certain number in at one is the stupidest thing to me. Well, they're trying to make people make the big, the, the hard decision of like how good was this person really? Because at that no, point, you just open up the doors so and give everybody. Tio was not good enough to be in the Hall of Fame one year, but all of a sudden, oh, now he's good enough. Like he didn't play any more games. His stats are still exact same. What what hey, what's in. the it's just it's just mind-boggling, but I can go on about that forever. Let's let's right, move right. on. Um, the last topic I wanted to get into before we make our picks obed was the news coming out of Las Vegas, where the Raiders announced that they will be benching quarterback Derek Carr for the remaining part of this season um, in favor of their backup QB Jared Sidham, uh, formerly of the New England Patriots. I mean, this has got to be probably. I feel like this is Josh McDaniels proving he is Josh McDaniels. Um, when I say that, it's because he doesn't know what the hell he's doing. I've said it numerous times on this show. Josh McDaniels is not meant to be a head coach. I don't understand. This is a guy in Derek Carr who has been your starting quarterback and your franchise QB since he was drafted in 2014. Um, the whole entire reason why Devontae Adams even came to Las Vegas was because Derek Carr because they were friends they've been friends since college because they were college teammates right um I just think this is the dumbest thing you're trying they're saying they're trying to oh they're trying to evaluate Jared Stidham uh, you're not trying to maybe okay maybe you are trying to evaluate it because you're maybe you're thinking you're gonna get rid of Derek Carr this this offseason you know what you need to get rid of Josh McDaniels this offseason and get a better coach in there because I think you'll have more success with Derek Carr at QB than you have with Josh McDaniels at the head, at the head coaching helm um I don't get that's it. That's fair. I'm not sure why they're doing it. Really, you yeah. know. I mean, get it. Derek it's Carr's money. having a it's Derek it's Carr's money. having a bad, bad year. I'm really upset. I even picked him for MVP in the beginning of the season. It, but but I was like, oh man, he had a good. He had, but the thing the thing about it is, last year he had a solid year. Last year in 2021, he threw for over four forty eight hundred yards, twenty three touchdowns, and fourteen interceptions. Mm-hmm. Now. The yards aren't there, but it's funny. The touchdown interception ratio is about the same. He This year, he has 24 touchdowns and the same 14 interceptions, but a goal with two less games now. 
Yeah. But he's only throwing for 3,500 yards. So he's not having, like, statistically, his numbers are almost in part with last year. But they're just not winning football games. I think that has to do with coaching. That's 100%. why I said yeah. you know, Especially when you don't have Chucky there anymore, right? Like, right. even though Chucky's a, a piece of pardon the French, uh, clearly whatever he was doing was working and bringing out a better player, excuse me, giving a better opportunity to the uh, Oakland Raiders to be I, I, a winning I team. I thought Derek Carr would progress rest he's pretty much been the same thing you add Devonte adams and you can't put up even better numbers right. you, that's the guy he used to throw to in college is now one of the best quarter wide receivers ever so you you should be able to rekindle make it work exactly I, I mean i that that is what i put on coaching that's why um what's your thoughts on this on this move and whether or not do you think Derek carr will be in las vegas next season absolutely or, or just a starter Absolutely not. Their car is going to be the starting head coach for the Indianapolis Colts next year. Sorry, quarterback, I mean? Excuse me, yeah. Uh, sorry, <laughs> starting quarterback. Pardon me, I'm French. Uh, quarterback for the International, Indianapolis Colts next year wow. because okay. he is owed like $30 million or something. There's a clause in his contract where if he gets injured or, or he plays these next two games, they owe him a guaranteed like $30 million mm. as a part of his, like, uh, you know, how many games accrued. So if he doesn't right. get these two games, they don't owe him any money. They can cut him and they don't have any dead cap. Interesting. Yeah. So you think he's, so you're saying it right now, Derek Carr will be in Indianapolis next year. Would he even want to go there with no real number one wide receiver? Doesn't mean they won't try to get a number one wide receiver, you know, mm -hmm. and I feel like, you know, you say they don't have a real number one, the quarterbacks at in Indianapolis just can't get the ball to Mike Pittman and Michael Pittman Jr. is a true number one. He's an alpha. He's a dog, right? Alec Pierce is there as well. Big tree, tall guy. You know, uh, I think J Jelani Woods, great tight end that they have. They got weapons. They have a great run game, right? When there's actual threat of a pass and you can't stack the box on them. Mm -hmm. They're just missing the quarterback right? Mm -hmm. Like they're missing a quarterback. Now they're probably going to address the offensive line by adding more people, which is great, but they have everything they need to at least be competitive. They just need coaching. They need a quarterback uh, and they need guys to not get hurt. Mm -hmm. Facts, facts. Interesting. But I like the take though, Derek Carr. All right, folks, you heard it here. You heard it here first. Obed says Derek Carr will be in Indianapolis next year. Um, let's get into our picks, Obed. Um, we did pretty good last week in week 16. I think I went 13-3. You went 12-4, and four, and not bad, not bad at all. Um, first, so obviously the Thursday night game was last week, Dallas at Tennessee. I think it was obvious that both of us were going to pick Dallas. Of course. No-brainer no brainer there. Right. Um, but starting this weekend, Arizona at Atlanta. Um, I'm going to go Atlanta, Arizona. Probably still going to be going. Are they still going with Trace McSorley, the, Penn, the former yeah. Penn State QB, or is Colt McCoy going to be back for this one? Do you know? Um, I think I think Trace is penciled in right now, but the word is that uh, Colt McCoy is coming through the, the concussion protocol. Okay. So, you know, that is – I am picking <laughs> them if Colt McCoy plays. That's kind of where my mind was at on that, that they, all they're okay. missing is the quarterback to come in there and deliver the ball because those guys are ready to play. I, I wholeheartedly believe that they should be able to beat a, an Atlanta team uh, knowing that you have uh, Hopkins, you've got Rondell Moore, Greg Dorch is coming out and playing fantastically. Uh, and my goodness, you know, if leukemia couldn't kill uh, James Conner, nothing can. And they're mm. just going to keep feeding him. Mm. Oh, actually – Break um actually uh, an update for you for the Arizona Cardinals. It was actually announced earlier today that David Blau will start in, uh, the game in Atlanta 
with Colt McCoy still bothered by concussion symptoms again. So it will not be Trace McSorley. David Blau will be getting okay. the start for the Atlanta for, for Arizona Cardinals. I'm gonna change my my pick to Atlanta then. If he's not gonna <laughs> be out there, then there's I don't know what I, I don't know if you guys remember David Blau who used to play in Detroit, but I don't want no parts of that. Yeah, so it will not be Trace. It will not be Colt. Man, they give Trace one start. Like, all right, dude, you're out. Wow. They tagged him out real quick. <laughs> Damn. No, no, no. Come out. You're done. No, come out. You're done. Now, now you're done. Yeah, come, yeah. Come, come take a seat over here next to me. Uh, Chicago at Detroit. I'm going to go with the Lions here. The Lions are still firing for a playoff spot. Um, just Even though Justin Fields is special, we've talked about it a couple times. Um, I'm going to go with the Lions. I'm also going to go with the Lions. I think, you know, there's a myth that is Jared Goff isn't good. When he's at home in the fast track, he's very good. So I'm going yeah. with uh, I'm going with the trade. Denver at Kansas City. I think this is an easy one here for both of us. Going to be going to be Chiefs 100 percent easily. I want to see the person who's uh, crazy enough to gamble on not picking the Chiefs in this one. But <laughs> um, Miami at New England talked about both teams a little bit here earlier. Uh, I'm gonna go, man. I know it's. Teddy Bridgewater, I don't know. And especially it's in New England in the cold. Actually, you know what? Yeah, I was going to pick Miami. But the fact that it's in New England, it's going to be frigid and cold out there, of course. So I'm going to go New England. That's what I'm thinking, that they're going to have the elements on their side. Defensively, they have a chance to stop Bridgewater. Uh, again, Patriots defense have made a lot of quarterbacks look good. So, you know, the secondary might open some things up. You still have Jalen Wall to deal with. You still have Tyreek Hill to deal with. But I think defensively, New England should be able to pull this game away. Yeah, for sure. Um, Indianapolis at the New York football giants. Got to go in New York. Uh, Obed, they're still fighting for a playoff spot. Um, Brian Dable had them on a roll that kind of fell into a little, little bit of a slump. Maybe perhaps they're regressing, but, you know, they're still having a good solid year. No one expected them to do this well. So I'm going to go with the Giants. Oh, New York. Have to. Yep. Uh, New Orleans at Philadelphia, even though Gardner Minshew leading the Eagles once again, probably uh, got to go Philly. I'm pretty, pretty sure CJ Gardner Johnson is going to be back. CJ Gardner Johnson is going to be back with Philadelphia. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I think uh, I think I'm going to go Philly. Is Lane Johnson their offensive tackle? Is he still? Oh, he's done he, for the season. He's I done. Yeah, I think he's done for the That's, season. That is going to hurt Philadelphia for sure. Oh, right. that that's yeah, that that it's definitely good. hurts them. Their overall tackle, uh, if he's he really is out for the year, like you mentioned, that that that, that that's definitely not not a good thing for them. You don't um, like losing some of the best offensive linemen in the game. That's for yeah, sure. Yep. Um. Next up, Carolina at Tampa Bay. Bucks still fighting for that NFC South title, which is probably the worst division in all of football. Where every single team is under five hundred, literally. Easily. The every it's the only division where every team is under five hundred. It's not the first time they've done that before either, too. So yeah, I'm gonna go with Bucks. Oh, I'm going Bucks. Yeah, I think they said that uh Jansen Ryan Jansen might be coming back off of IR. He just got he's in the 21 day activation period. So mm. give Tom Brady some interior help back. You know, is a big mm. deal. Mm. Uh, next up, Cleveland at Washington. Even though Washington is still in the playoff hunt, and I think they mentioned that Carson Wentz will be getting the start for the Commanders this weekend, uh, I don't know if he can beat out Deshaun Watson. You know, Deshaun Watson hasn't, you know, still coming back. You know, obviously off the eleven game suspension, hasn't really been clicking with his teammates, didn't have much time to kind of get in order. Didn't have any, didn't really have an off season, things like that. So it was right. kind of a lot to deal with. Right. Uh, I'm, I'm still going to go with the Browns. You know, I, I wanted to go with the Browns, honestly. I might still change it later, but I'm going to go with Washington on, on the defensive side. I feel like they could still attack 
what is a very terrible run game uh, with Cleveland or excuse me, run defense with Cleveland. Um, and yeah, I am kind of concerned that one of these games is going to be the, Hey, Watson's back party. You know what I mean? And Washington is the kind of suspect squad where a quarterback could come out and stunt, you know? Right. So I could, I could see that, but I'm going to go Washington. Okay, Jacksonville and Houston. Yeah, Jacksonville, we talked about that a little bit before. I think we think they're going to win that division. Houston's just a bad team, yeah. only two wins all year. So Jaguars all the way. Yeah, let's go with uh, let's go Jacksonville. San Francisco at Las Vegas. Uh, even though San Fran has already won their their division, uh, I don't think they want to sit here and come up with a loss to the Raiders now going with their backup QB we just talked about. So I'm going to go with the Niners. Jarrett Stidham. Oh my goodness! I have these guys in uh, in fantasy football. I can't wait to see this defense play uh, the uh, the Raiders. Oh man, it's going to be ugly for the Raiders' offense for sure. Yeah. Are you going Niners? I'm assuming, right? Yes, I am going Niners. Um, Seattle is hosting the New York Jets. Got to go Seahawks. Yeah. Mike White. I'm not sure if he's going to be back for the Jets, uh, but even still, even if he is, Seattle. Like I said, I'm I like what Geno's been doing this it's year. Geno revenge game. Yeah, um, ooh, ooh, very Gino, well. Gino, uh, excuse me, Gino Smith had his jaw broken as a rookie when he was in the locker room playing for the New York Jets, yes. and that was the beginning of the downfall for his career. And remember, he said they wrote me off, and I didn't write back. back. So I'm, I let's mm. go Seattle. Yeah, I'm part of the twelfth man that week. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. um, I think Mike White will be getting the start for the Giants just this weekend. He's back. Uh yeah, I'm gonna go Seahawks in this one. Yep. Yep. Minnesota at Green Bay. I 100% believe Minnesota is a better team, of course. But the fact that it's in Green Bay, outdoor Minnesota's used to that dome setting, you know, right. up there in Minnesota. Right. right. This is a game, you know, I think even Jair Alexander was talking to trash to Justin Jefferson, talking about the week one was just a flute game for him. Yeah. Uh, which is. Which is hundred percent true. <laughs> Yo, yeah, he's, fire. He's spinning that half like dude. Yo, this dude is straight bugged out. But Justin yeah. Jefferson is that dude. I don't know what Jahir Alexander is smoking. <laughs> it must have been that the good-ish. The best. That, that good-ish, because you know? I wouldn't go on a camera in front of in camera, in front of the, the media and say that somebody had a flute game. You are about to be on a poster, sir. Yeah, I'm ready. I, Let's go. <laughs> I think Justin Jefferson will still go off, but so, for some reason, I I kind of want to pick Green Bay just because it's in Green Bay outdoors. Aaron Rodgers is pretty much undefeated in December, the month yeah. of December of the past under under Matt Lafleur. Yeah. So I'm going to go with the Packers in this one for an upset. Obed, you know, and the way De- uh, Minnesota's defense is played, you know, to lose the game to Detroit and you know, play the way that they played. Um, you know, Christian Watson, I think is going to be back. Romeo Dubs is out there. They got guys that can attack the perimeter. Mm. I'm, I'm going to lean on. I'm going to lean on Minnesota this time. Okay. I could, I could, and you know, completely agree with you with it being at green Bay, but if the, if this Minnesota offense travels, I think they'll be good. Okay. All right. All right. We'll see. We'll see how that, how that one goes. Um, the battle of LA, the Rams and chargers. Even though Baker had a solid game last week, uh, it was against Denver. Uh, but the Chargers, you know, I think I think they have clinched a playoff spot. So, actually, being that they're now in the playoffs, they don't really have much else to play for. I mean, oh, kind of maybe a, a seeding for the wild card. I think 
if they win this game, I think it almost guarantees their certain spot when they either it's the five or the six spot. I'm not sure. I think, yeah. I think it's going to come down between them and the, and the AFC North um, runner up. Okay. So, because I was thinking for a second, yeah, they probably pull their guys, you know, whatever, but that might be till next week. So, I'm going to go, I'm going to stay with the Chargers. I'm going to stay with the Chargers. So, I was thinking for a second maybe to switch over to the Rams, but I'll stay with the Chargers. I was going to say, I, I, we're we're gonna get to, we're at that time of the year now where teams are gonna like think about hey the long haul right so we're not gonna run these guys into the ground much the same reason we feel like Jalen Hurts is not gonna play right they're gonna rest him right, right um that I don't particularly feel like the Chargers would risk players that were already hurt right and they wouldn't go full throttle but I I I just don't think that to be clear it's the the defense has got to work. Right. This is a home game in a dome. The defense has got to do their job and keep Baker Mayfield, the guy we know who's a bad quarterback, making mistakes. I don't. And you made a point earlier. You said, you know, they beat the Broncos. Well, if you beat the Broncos defense, that's different. The offense will make it hard for the defense in that game. Right. So the defense has to play two jobs. They got to keep the de- offense from screwing with them and then they have to beat the other team. Uh, but, I, you know, I think it's it's it is an accomplishment to go at Patrick Sertain the second and all these other guys out there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, this is, this is a, the, so one thing for the, one thing for the charge Joey Bosa has finally been re uh, uh, he's, he's active. He's active. Yeah. He's active okay. for this game for the first time. In like, about that since like sep- sep- I think it's like sep- uh, September, excuse me. Yeah. So that's interesting to note. So I think they're just trying to willing, work him back in. Um, but yeah, either way, I'm going to go with the Chargers. You, you I'm going to go with the Chargers, yeah. Okay. Um, the Sunday night matchup, Pittsburgh at Baltimore. Of course, big uh, AFC North divisional rivalry there. Uh, either, But either way, I'm going to go Baltimore. Baltimore is still trying to win that division, mind you. Um, it's at home in Baltimore. So that's why I'm going with the Ravens. Okay. Gosh, I mean, they just look so bad offensively. Uh, yeah, I get it. Lamar Jackson's not a, it's still hurt. He's still still right. out, right? Yeah, and it's you know he's not playing this week. They, I'm sure that they're going to try to win this game, uh, but it looks like guys have been on a pitch count. You know, I just it's a, I feel like it could go either way. I like uh, Pittsburgh's offense because they have a quarterback that can make the throws. They have their receivers out there that can make plays. Um, their offensive line has been playing a lot better of late, and Najee Harris just is not efficient but is at least getting the job done um man but baltimore is still in the try- hunt trying to win the division i just right. think it's going to be a big game i think it's a toss game i don't even know what the vegas line on this game is either um i yeah, just, just... i think this is a solid solid matchup of two uh you know divisional rivalries trying you know like i said baltimore is trying to get the division between them and cincinnati um, I don't know, man. Yeah, I feel like it can go either way, even like, especially the fact that Lamar's not starting. If Lamar were starting, I'd be like, oh, it'd be Baltimore 100%, but Lamar's out. So I'm going with the Ravens. Who, are you going to Steelers or Ravens? Um, I'm going to go with the Ravens. I'm going to go with the Ravens. Just because it's a home game. Yeah, just because it's a home game. Gotcha. Okay. Switching over. Okay. And last but not least, the Monday night match, the Big, big matchup here, especially for me. My Buffalo Bills will be at the Cincinnati Bengals, uh, Obed. This is going to be a good one for sure. Josh Allen, Joe Burrow. Um, playoff seating is on the line still for both teams. As I mentioned, the Bengals trying to win the NF, they seem to the AFC North. The Bills, even though they already clinched the AFC East, they're trying to keep a hold on that number one seed in that sole bye week. They have to keep winning. Um, they cannot afford to lose this game. 
I have to go with the Buffalo Bills. I have to go with the Buffalo Bills, uh, Obed. Um, even though it's in Cincinnati, I think it's going to be a rough one. I'm thinking it's no more than 24 to 20 or 30 to 24 type of game. Nothing, no, either way, no, no more than a six, seven point victory for either team. But I'm going to go with the Buffalo Bills. I'll, I think it'll be a one score game. Um, I just wonder, you know, is a, they're not going to score 100 points, but I think this game could get to 70 points. You know what I mean? Like, mm. I think they could both go off and score a bunch of points, right? They um, th- Both offenses have the capabilities to, you know, put up 35, 40 points each. Yes, I right. will agree. Yeah, no, so, I'm, I mean, I'm wholeheartedly taking Buffalo. I wouldn't I wouldn't take Cincinnati uh, just off of, even though the Bengals played in the postseason, right, and they were able to play in a Super Bowl, I still feel like the more Super Bowl-ready team is the Bills. Yeah, I mean, Cincinnati's hot right now. They've, what, won seven games in a row, uh, including nine, nine, nine out of the last ten. Right. Cincinnati is probably one of the hottest teams in the league right now. Joe Burrow is playing great ball. Uh, but, of course, you know, I have to go with my Bills. Um, Josh Allen's an MVP candidate. Heck, Joe Burrow's an even an MVP candidate, you know. Right. Um so I think I think this is probably one of going to be probably one of the better Monday night matchups we've seen all season. To be honest with you, um, I'm 100 looking forward to this game. I think it very well could be a shootout, but hopefully the Buffalo Bills will circle them wagons and get this dub for sure. Um, well, folks, that is going to do it for us this week here on What's the Word Entertainment. Um, Obed, any last words before we head out for the final time in 2022? The next time we'll be on the air will be 2023, a whole new year, a whole new world, if you will, right. want to quote Aladdin. Um, man, it's just, it's crazy, right? There's going to be some new surprises to pursue. Um, yeah, no, I am, uh, I'm excited for the new year. Good luck to everyone. You know, today starts tomorrow take an opportunity to be thankful for the ones that you have show some gratitude for the great times this awesome holiday period that we had uh and go out there and live your life to the fullest yes sir i mean well said obed for sure um i hope everyone has a happy and safe and uh healthy new year enjoy your time with your loved ones like i said make those goals write them down if you will take a journal make a uh, notation on your computer set some goals and things you want to do like i said it doesn't have to be a whole new year's, new year's resolution where you have to do it the entire year just do it one month also get out and get some new experiences go on vacation experience new things Is that, you know what i mean you don't have to See go out and, yeah going off to go out and party at the club or at the local bar all the time go on different adventures visit some countries different states even if you will uh and just experience different things because you never know uh, when things may turn on you. Uh, but we appreciate you joining in once again, folks. Don't, don't forget to check us out on Twitter at the WWENT. For my co-host, Obed, I'm your boy, Sherm. We will catch you guys next time. And happy new year. Peace. Peace.